Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, and that means it is time for The Art of the CEO, the show that for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who, and who want to do it a little better. I am your host, Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business, and whether you are a homeless mother like Jamie, bootstrapping your life by starting a per- personal assistance service, or whether you're a fiscal mastermind like Keith trying to get investors to understand his latest fund's benefits, we are here to bring you the sage counsel of business masters to help your career and your business. Today's episode we have entitled Freeing Captive Insurance. Yes, today we are going to answer that plaguing question of business owners, just whose insurance money is it anyway? And how can I avoid knuckling under to the mainstream of insurance exorbitant premiums? And helping me figure out your best tax and investment and insurance strategies is the very sharp and experienced financial solutionist, Mr. Mark McDonald. Mark is a partner in Sage Financial Partners in New York. He is the author of the bestseller, Breaking the Tax Code. He served as a, uh, an amazing and mysterious executive with several financial publishers, including U.S. News and World Report, and has been named as one of America's premier tax experts, who, along the way, has, uh, in that spare time, has launched several thriving firms. But before we wisely and legally decimate your tax bill, let me take a few moments to supply you out there with a few utensils for our Feast of Knowledge. First, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you individuals hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself, the most important corporate body in your life. Will this be the day that you dust yourself off and plunge into the fight like my two friends whose business has literally burned to ashes? Or will you choose this as a day of retreat? The choice, my friends, is truly yours. Secondly, it is time to dip into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Quips. Okay, let's see. Okay, this is number 81. 81, uh, The Wage Slave's Nightmare. The increasingly popular open office is a way of arranging space so everybody has the opportunity to talk and nobody has a chance to work. (laughs) As a bit of an afterthought, I invite you to consider that too many aspects of today's modern environment disrupt our random creative thought, and that is the kind of thought, my friends, that is most profitable and one we want to keep. The third utensil, perhaps we'll call this the butter spreader uh, of the utensils, we will give you the answers to last week's business quotation. Today, before we leave the air, we will broadcast another uh, quotation, and we invite you to email us the name of the author as you believe it to be. So simply write info at bartsbooks.com, I-N-F-O, at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you're right, we will announce your name on the air. Uh, The author of last week's quote uh, was the individual who said, let us be happy and live within our means, even if we have to borrow money to do it. Those words were spoken by the deservedly humble 19th century sage, Mr. Artemis Ward. And I invite you to look up his wisdom. 
So, so now, let us dig into today's feast and call upon the expertise of Mr. Mark McDonald. Mark is more than the man who has ingested all four million words of the U.S. tax code and come up spit, spitting brilliant solutions. His own depth of experience has gifted him with a wealth of advice, such as the captive insurance option, which we'll be speaking about today. Mark, how are you doing this day? I'm fine, Bart. Thank you. Oh, that's great. I'm so glad you could come join us. We're fortunate to have you here. Mark, as a way of uh, introducing yourself and showcasing a your, uh, little bit of your expertise to the folks, could you pull out from your, your book, Breaking the Tax Code, could you give us just one sort of fancy, clever discovery that a lot of us poor taxpayers often miss? <laughs> no, great question, Bart. Uh, Yes, a lot of people, uh, in fact, most people, whether you're a business owner or an individual, <clears throat> excuse me, look at the tax code as, as punitive. And uh, the reality is, is there's lots of incentives in the tax code because the IRS and the government actually wants uh, businesses to thrive and individuals to do well. So in breaking the tax code, we talked about how it's possible that um, people can, you can actually get um, deferred growth and uh, tax-free gains um, through oh. opportunities that are that are based uh, that are awarded in the tax code. Oh, okay. So we show. So it pays to read, huh? Uh, it does. Good. Yes. Uh, and uh, <laughs> to your point, there's there's seventy two thousand five hundred and forty two pages uh, in the tax code. Oh so we don't we don't necessarily <laughs> recommend your listeners read all of those pages, but uh, oh. we've. Um, we become quite proficient at them and, and very good at finding the incentives that the uh, that are buried inside the tax code. I think that's why God made Mark McDonald to uh, and uh, Sage Financial. Uh, Mark, you're you're a partner at Sage Financial. Tell us what are some of the dark fiscal waters which uh, you and Sage uh, might guide the business owner through. Uh, great, Bart. We've um, so we kind of we're specialists in the world of generalists, and one of our big specialty practices is helping uh, small and middle market business owners from a risk management standpoint, which is better protect their companies uh, from exposed risks and uh, some of the benefits that are um, that are inherent with um, self-insuring, uh, which is specifically known as captive insurance. Okay. Uh, I, which is where we're headed today. Just quickly before we move on, though, uh, how can I get in touch with you? What's what's the website? Uh, you can reach me uh, at www.sage, excuse me, sagefinancialpartners.com. So it's just like mm -hmm. the name sounds, sagefinancialpartners.com, and uh, you or you can also email me at mark m a r k at sagefinancialpartners.com. All righty, very good, Mark. Captive insurance, which you just mentioned, is is one of those terms that folks toss around wistfully. You hear it at business gatherings, you know, with a whole mass of half understanding. Could you give us a solid definition here and and how captive insurance differs, if it does, from just general mm -hmm. self-insuring? Yes, I'd be delighted to, Bart. Thank you. Uh, real simply, captive insurance is self-insurance. It's uh, it's a okay. way for it's basically um, an insurance company that's owned by business owners, by a business owners, to insure the risk of its operating company or its subsidiaries. So it's a basically uh, most of, in fact, probably all of your listeners today, um, if they're in a business, have some lines right. of uh, some form of commercial coverage. 
And uh, what many, right. uh-huh. many business owners are not aware of is that they can actually uh, form their own insurance company to insure um, parts of their business that are not covered by their commercial carrier. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, now, uh, what are some of the facets that can be insured? I mean, I always think of captive as handling the, the, the sort of the non-fluctuating predictable assets that are uh, – uh, <laughs> but can I cover everything that's not main, that, that my mainstream insurer does? Uh, there's actually um, – captives um, serve several purposes, Bart. So, uh, again, for our listeners out there today, everybody who has commercial coverage, um, one of the tenants or one of the features of commercial coverage are uh, exclusions, right? So it doesn't matter if – you know, we experience this even as homeowners, right? There's exclusions in our auto insurance. There's exclusions in our homeowners. So we, we have these exclusions. Sure. So whether you know our traditional commercial coverage tends to cover workers' comp or automobile or property or general liability, well, those commercial lines of coverage, one of the first things we look at when we work with uh, a business is to take a look at the exclusions to see if some of the exclusions can be self-insured. Uh, but besides, ah. so that's kind of one major benefit. Um, and the, the second benefit is is there's actually up to 72 different types of uh, 72 different risks that uh, business owners and businesses are exposed to that they're not aware of. And you can actually go out and self-insure for I can guarantee you, here's one of them. If you ask me, I might be able to come up with about 14 or 15 just looking at my own firm. (laughs) There's 72. Good heavens. uh, I'm I'm in a much more dangerous world than I thought, I guess. Well, it's it's actually an interesting thing. I mean, and – you know, some of these have been um, long-standing risks, and, and again, these risks vary based on the industry sector uh, that, sure. that a particular business is in. But you know, one that you read about quite a bit in the papers now is um, is cyber risk. You know, so 20 years ago, oh, cyber risk didn't tense. even exist, right? It didn't even exist because yeah, of the yeah, internet. Sure. But with the um, <clears throat> with the advancements of the internet, and you know, it's not you know, it doesn't you know, a month doesn't go by that you don't read about Target or one of the major financial oh, banks or something where their um, their data is stolen and uh, those companies self-insure for those sort of risks and exposures. Well, from what I have been reading about this, about the, the target itself and about is that the mainstream insurance uh, has been a little slow to catch up with cyber coverage uh, and and it certainly doesn't custom tailor to uh, – you know, cyber coverage is not a one-size-fits-all, heaven knows. And I would think that the custom tailoring of uh, of captive would make it a really prime target for – I mean, it would be something that a lot of companies should look at, right, for a captive? Well, the great thing is that, um, first and foremost, a captive insurance company is a bona fide insurance company. Uh, it, right. It's got okay. uh, premiums are paid. Uh, well, first of all, it, there's a, we start off with a feasibility study that we, we do a risk assessment of what sort of risks are, is a particular okay. business um, you know, vulnerable to. I mean, what are the real risks? So there has to be real risks. So it's really a risk management tool. And uh, so we identify the risks. We do the feasibility. We have actuarial studies. So we actually come in and do a free analysis to show a business where their, you know, where their risk exposure is, and um, and then you go out. Yep. And then the, then you can go out and insure for that. And then we, we we do the whole thing from beginning to end. But there, you know, cyber risk may be a real risk for, um, let's say, a, a financial service 
company or somebody who's handling, sure. you know, or you know, um, you know, social security numbers and and sensitive financial data, and and it may not be a particularly relevant risk for somebody who maybe is not handling, um, you know, sure, for customer confidential information. It's not. Right, right. Uh-huh. But, you know, but on the manufacturing... Oh, I'm sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you were talking about but, manufacturing. Yeah, on the manufacturing side, you know, you have product liability risk or, or supply chain interruption risk, where's uh, our examples. Um, you can have business interruption risk, uh, D&O you know, right. for, um, risk, oh, yeah. um, env- environmental risk, right? So there's, yeah. there's all types of things that uh, business owners can insure for, um, and we come in and identify the real risk um, and, um, you know, help businesses um, set up their own insurance company to um, insure against those risks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I, I see what you're, you're saying, but I think that, that a lot of the the captive insurance risk, I, I mean, the, 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 a lot of the risk that can be handled by captive insurance is uh, has been formulized. We sort of say, oh, yes, this and not that. There are many elements it, as, that, that are custom-tailored, uh, and, and that's one of the things that you can do. But now you say it's a that I that the the cat the company sets up its own insurance firm, uh, and this is so it, in effect it becomes both the premium payer and the insurer of itself, right? Yes, yes. So one of the benefits is that when you self-insure, is that yeah. first and foremost is you're you're protecting your business from uh, loss and. Actually, the, the government yeah. is encouraging more and more small to mid-sized business owners to do this. And, Bart, I, sh- I should mention um, at the highest level, uh, approximately 90% of Fortune 500 companies self-insure have their own captives, and 100% of the Dow 30 companies have their own um, self-insure. No kidding. So I'm not it, surprised. It, yep. And, and so what's happened is, is Congress and the IRS wants, or Congress in particular wants um, – middle market and small business owners to self-insure because they want businesses to thrive and they want, you know, they want people, businesses to employ people and, and, um, you know, and grow the economy. And, and um, so what they do is, is they, they've actually uh, passed legislation, which is tax code 831B, which uh, allows businesses to deduct premiums. Uh, as a okay, now this is something I want to get into because you because it mm. it has traditionally been everyone sort of thinks of of uh, capital insurance as as reserved for the Fortune 500 as as you have to be a major player, um, and now you're saying that it's the midsize can get into it. Now the midsize companies don't have any more investment capital than they ever used to, so. What I, I tell you, so there's got to be reasons that make it attractive now that weren't before, and one of them is this premium uh, is the ability to deduct premiums, right? Well, and that's true. I mean, so even on commercial lines of coverage now, um, you know, any sort of premium payment is a business expense. But the difference is that um, instead of paying a third-party carrier um, who right. keeps your keep takes the premiums and. After fees and uh, claims, uh, the insurance companies keep the underwriting profit. Um, if you have your own insurance company, and again, the most important yeah. thing is it's a bona fide insurance company, um, you're writing premiums to yourself, and after right. you, after fees and claims, and there will be claims because it's a legitimate bona fide insurance company, but after claims sure. come in, um, you keep the cash reserves. You own the cash reserves. You're able to invest the cash reserves. 
and um, mm. and that's a fundamental difference than uh, third-party commercial oh, carriers yeah. on the cash reserves. So you've owned up, you've opened up a whole uh, an avenue of of uh, reserve investment, which you of course wouldn't have otherwise. Now the the one thing about this though is, as you say, you do uh, you do pay premiums to this company, and one of the real values I see in mainstream is insurance is their actuarial numbers. I never cease to be amazed at how incredibly overall accurate the actuarial boys are. They 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 seem to they have it really honed down after all the years. Am I going to be if I start my own company how am where am I going to get a hold of that level of expertise to to work out a premium structure? Well, the the nice thing part is um when there's captive management companies, and, and um, that basically, mm-hmm. and we do this for our companies all the time, that basically right. we come in and we, we do everything. So the business, you, to your point, you don't have to be an expert in actuarial underwriting as an insurance if you've got a full-time yeah. job running, running your business, but, but we uh, are. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that kind of scares me a little. Yeah. yeah. The nice, the nice thing is, is that there are experts out there. We are experts at it, and we come in and we do a risk assessment and a feasibility analysis, and and then we set, you know, and there's a lot that has to be set up. So it's actually, you know, you set up a, a C corporation, and then you have to, you have to have it funded and registered. And uh, you know, the interesting thing was um, that it used to be that Fortune 500 companies only did it because it was prohibitively expensive, and you had to do it offshore in right. Bermuda. Today, Bart, uh, I don't know if you know this, but today there's over, I think there's approximately or exactly 40 states in the United States that are now competing with each other to try to get middle market and small business owners to self-insure in those states. So that competition is actually actually brought down the price of... I'm sorry. You you mean this is actually a lure so that now our state to be business friendly, look at us, we are enhancing we are and enhancing and even encouraging uh captive insurance. And I said, Oh, okay, then I think I'll go I'll move out of uh Wyoming and into Minnesota or something. Is that the idea? Well uh you, well, but, there's but, there's forty states, including New Jersey, which passed legis- captive legislation in two thousand eleven that established uh, the opportunity for business owners to domicile, as it's known as, or to set up captive insurance companies in the state of New right. Jersey. And New Jersey's competing with New York, who's competing with Vermont, who's competing with Connecticut. <laughs> and again, it's, uh, again it's, it, it's good news for business owners because, yeah. you know, the government and the state governments are encouraging business owners to self-insure. And this, like all things in life, competition drives down price, and because right, there's 40 right. states uh-huh. now competing with each other, it's now made it affordable for middle market and small business owners to self-insure, where 20 years ago perhaps it wasn't. Oh, Mark, I want to get back to this, and I want to get into some real numbers with you. Uh, but uh, right now we have to pause our, our spring birthing of, newest, of new insurance strategies, and we're going to have to take a break and make a, f- a few announcements. So if you'll hang on, we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, with uh, Mark McDonald in just a moment. And in the meantime, I'd like to, us to take a brief survey into the feast, and it is time to introduce the company by whose good graces we are here today. 
And that firm is Prometheus Publishing. They are the creator of Bart's book's Ultimate Business Guides, among other volumes. And you may visit Bart's books uh, at bartsbooks.com, B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, to explore a wide wealth of business tools. And you may also visit Prometheus Publishing, at the conf- at the upcoming Book Expo conference in the Javits Center in New York City, from May twenty first to thirty first, uh, May twenty eighth to thirty first, huh, four days, and it's a marvelous fair. Uh, Pro- Prometheus is a uh, conference is one of the main conference sponsors there, and they invite you to their booth twenty nine sixty eight, where I am t- assured. They have a special tangible gift of laughter and a pearl of wisdom in some physical form for each of you. And I have no idea what it is. You have to go there and find it out. Secondly, if you like today's business quip, which we just gave on the air earlier in the show, and you'd like to get those quips delivered by email to your door each week, visit bartsbooks.com and subscribe for free. Ladies and gentlemen, and rather... Uh, some of those rather bizarre folks in the back room who fall into neither category. We are back to revel in freeing captive insurance with our guest, Mark McDonald. Mark, everyone wants to to save on the the tax insurance and the premium dollars, and as you say, set them aside in reserves. Um, Now, you said they used to have to do it on shore, and now the states are competing for it. Let's... um, is it? Could you give me some example of some numbers, sir? Some that what uh, what would be? Is there an actual saving in the premiums themselves, or is it is most of the saving coming through the fact that I'm handling my own money? It, uh, that's a great question. So the premiums uh, are based on um, com- competitive rates. So once we identify. Uh, either gaps in your commercial coverage or um, uninsured risks that threaten your business, right. uh, you will, you know, we establish premiums based on competitive market prices, and those premiums are then paid by your operating company into your captive insurance company where, again, after expenses and claims, uh, the business owner owns and invests the cash reserves. Um, right. So it, it varies in terms of it varies in terms of the cost and the coverage, but uh, Congress has passed 831B, which is the tax code that says that uh, premiums up to $1.2 million a year uh, can be, um, and these are uh, legitimate bona fide premiums uh, into a bona fide legitimate insurance company, um, are, you know, go as business deductions. And, so they're uh, a regular OE, taxes. they're uh, an expense, and, and they, go, they yes. get written off, in effect. Mm. Yes, they, well, they're, they're a business deduction to the operating company, and they go into the, into your, um, into the insurance company to cover uh, you know, risk uh, to the company. So um, it varies. You can, you can have them set up as little as $100,000 a year. Uh, again, okay. uh, the, code, the code provides up to uh, $1.2 million. Obviously, Fortune 500 companies have sums much larger than that, but right. um, 831B refers to micro-captives, which is particularly relevant to small to mid-sized companies. I see. Well, of course, as with the, the Fortune 500 have limits on all sorts of deductions. I, I understand that only the first one point, I believe it's 1.2 million of a CEO's salary, 
uh, is is operating expense. And after that, they, they, it falls into the IRS category of gravy and oh come on now. Um, but that's that's <laughs> another issue. Um, the but but now you you you've uh, mentioned that um, several times about management companies. Uh, let's let's talk about them. I, what is first of all? How do I go about? I say I want to do this. All right, I want to set it up. And no, I, I'm not suicidal enough to try to start it on my own on the side as CFO of of my business. So how do I choose a management company? What are some of the items I look for and some of the things I evaluate? And I'm also going to ask you some of the percentages too. So, but but what are what are what are some of the items to look for in, in evaluating at a management company? Generally, you have to go through a specialist like an organization or a firm like Sage Financial. Um, we've, um, for your business listeners today, uh, if you're interested, you can contact us. And we work with some of the top captive management companies uh, in the country. And, uh, uh, you know, the key is to have it done right. The key is to, um, uh, they're competitive on fees. And um, and this is their full-time job, and that's what they do. So uh, you tend not to go directly to the management companies. They tend to okay. work with organizations like ourselves. So, again, I'm happy to uh, um, help anybody. I, I would and, just and bet, thing, however, mm-hmm. excuse me, I would just bet, Mark, that most financial uh, advisors – do not have a really good grasp or, or, or a, certainly not a smorgasbord of captive insurance managers. I mean, I would bet they don't know. Um, and so you have to go to uh, – and, and since I'm not going to be shopping around individually for a managing company, um, I, it, it then behooves me to get a special, a financial specialist like, like yourself or Sage uh, who can do this. Is, is that correct? That's correct, Bart. So I, I would even expand and say probably 95% of CPA firms are not mm. versed in um, in captive management or captive insurance, and certainly yeah. probably 99% of financial advisors. So again, it's a it's a firm like ourselves that decided to specialize in this particular area of helping business owners, and um, and uh, there's a few firms like us, but in the New York metropolitan area, um, we we help firms. Uh, uh, you know, find captive. You know, in fact, we we do the whole thing for you know firms. We starting with mm-hmm. a free assessment. So the nice thing is, is you don't have to spend a penny. We come and do a free assessment and uh, oh, okay. and and, and uh, so that's let, one let thing I should look understand. for right there. <laughs> it, 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 yes, I mean, and then what we'll do is, is we'll come in and so to your point, Bart, you don't have to worry about trying to. Google and find 15 different companies and call them up. You can just call us. Uh, this is what we do for our day job, and uh, we come and give you a free assessment, right. and business owners can make a determination from there. That's great. That's great. We we're I hate to say it, we're moving toward the end, but let's just say that I I you've convinced me. I want to do this, or I want to take a very good shot at it. And I guess the first step you said is to call. Sage or someone with that who has that ability and can connect, and what sort of percentage roughly within since you know the companies, what sort of percentage am I going to be dealing with in these companies? Or is that I, too broad a question? Um, percentage of what? 
Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what what sort of fees am I going to be looking toward paying uh, paying the controlling company, the uh, the captive insurer, the, the manager? Company? Well, the, the the nice thing is is there there are <clears throat> there's there's two sets of fees. There's the setup fee, um, mm-hmm. which includes the underwriting and the actuarial work and all of that, and then there's the management fee, which is the ongoing management of the captive once it's set up. But I will tell you, a combination of those two fees is, over time is far less than what is paid to commercial carriers, um, and the mm. benefits are much greater. So there's my saving right there, even if not to mention the fact that I've, I've got my own money and I have my freedom to invest it, uh, rather than watching my, my mainstream insurer put it into Venezuela. And... Um, it is, yes. Okay. You, you can control your investment, but again... It, the the fundamental benefit for captives is risk management. It's to actually help businesses protect themselves against loss. Mark, uh, I thank is, you very much. I'm afraid that I'm going to have to, to end it right there. And I thank you very much for coming. We're going to have to have you back. And so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am just going to say that uh, you do and give you the name, uh, give you our final quote as we move off the air and that quote is don't let your ego get too close to your position otherwise if your position gets shot down your ego will go right along with it the gentleman that said this is an expert in positioning troops and strategy who do you think that is and finally as a parting shot let me give you in the words of my wife's husband the world is full of idiots too ready to tell you what you cannot do that's why you need to listen to yourself an expert that who knows what you can achieve ladies and gentlemen as always it has been a privilege i thank you good afternoon